Hey and namaste everyone. Welcome to the Life is Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Vanderpoy. So dear friends, the subject of this podcast is all about healing of relationships. Now relationships are important to all of us, aren't they? But sometimes we find that the important relationships run into trouble. We often have situations where we're not talking to people, we're not talking to friends, we're not talking to family members. And, you know, we want to be in a situation where we feel comfortable with all the relationships that we have at that moment. Now, of course, it's not possible to have perfect relationships all the time. And they may there may be situations where, you know, you fall out of friendship with somebody. Um, but I think the healing of relationships or at least maintaining healthy relationships is all about how you relationship with yourself. So what I want to say really is that healing of relationships for me really means the healing of the relationship with yourself. And for me, that's, you know, like a really important step in healing the relationships outside of yourself. uh, If you can begin to heal the relationship with yourself. So I think for those of you who've been listening to my podcasts, you'll find that everything that I say brings everything back to yourself because, you know, you are the main presence in your life. You are the presence that's with with you the whole time. Relationships come and go. Friendships come and go. You know, people come and go in, in your life, but you are always with yourself. So the relationship and the quality of relationship that you have with yourself will also determine the quality of relationships that you have outside of yourself. And for me, healing of relationships is really important. You know, my my teacher and mentor, Sri Bhagavan, he says that life is relationship. So everything that we do in our lives is all about relationships. And so, you know, look at your own life. You'll find that the relationships are very, very important. And I think I mentioned this in the very first podcast, the introduction podcast to, to the Life is a Relationship podcast, which was just like an introduction to, um, you know, my thoughts on relationships. And as I said before, Sri Bhagavan says that everything that we do in our lives is based on the quality of our relationships. So if we're having a good life, we're also having good relationships. When our life is complicated and difficult, it's also because we also have complicated and difficult relationships. So what I want to ask is, you know, how do we heal the relationships outside of ourselves? Well, as I said before, that really means that we have to focus on healing the relationship with ourselves. How do we do that? I think this is a a difficult question because there are many, many different ways that we can heal ourselves. But I think the first important step is to really realize that, you know, there's something that needs to be healed. And I think, you know, this, this is a, a, a kind of difficult one because for most of us, we don't realize that we have something that needs to be healed. We kind of go through life um, living the best that we can. And, you know, we experience difficulties in our life, but we don't know how to solve those difficulties and we don't know the cause of those difficulties. And we, you know, we're kind of running around 
in, in circles sometimes, clutching at different straws and coming to no particular answer. But also for some of us, we don't even realize that we are in difficulty or that we are unhappy. We kind of expect that life is just like that. And, you know, what we feel, you know, the depression that we feel, the unhappiness that we feel, the dissatisfaction that we feel is just a part of life. Well, I kind of want to say that, no, it's not. You know, life is supposed to be wonderful. It's supposed to be um, beautiful. It's supposed to be full of wonder and joy and and um, experiences that you can learn and grow from. And if you're kind of not experiencing that in life, then there's, you know, there's something that needs to be um, looked at. There's something that possibly needs to be healed. So when it comes to the relationship with yourself and, um, you know, how that, that impacts your outside relationships, it's difficult when you don't know. Okay. So um, if you're not feeling happy, if you're not feeling satisfied, like I said, then, you know, you kind of have to look at what it is that's not making you feel satisfied. Now, if you're having difficulties in relationships outside of yourself, your partner relationship is difficult, relationship with family and friends is difficult, you have difficult relationships with your work colleagues, difficult relationships with friends, then, you know, that's kind of telling you that something is out of balance with yourself. Something is not as it should be. I think it's very, very difficult um, to kind of focus on yourself because, you know, life kind of pulls you outside of yourself all the time. You're constantly looking at all the things that are happening outside of yourself. And there's so many distractions. There are so many different things distracting you from, you know, the actual focus of you. But I think it's really important that you, you know, you kind of spend time to find out what's going on with you. Look at the sort of um, impact that, you know, life is, is giving you. How are you experiencing life? Are you happy in your job? Are you happy, um, you know, in your, in your circle of friends? Do you find that it's easy to communicate and to express yourself with your family members. All of these things, um, you know, kind of start from a very, very early stage in our lives. And the kind of quality of your relationships, the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself is also dependent on the quality of how you experienced your childhood. The childhood has a very, very big impact on our adulthood. And for most of us, we, we kind of feel that we, you know, we grow up from, from whatever childhood that we've had. And as we become adults, all those things that we experienced as children, we leave, we leave them behind, we grow out of them. And we move on to, you know, other things, adult things. And those things that we experience as a child get left behind. And we don't think twice about those things. But actually, those, those, childhood issues or you know childhood experiences that were possibly not so pleasant that you experienced are still impacting you today as an adult and whether you experience joy or whether you experience difficulties 
stems from how you you experienced or interpreted your childhood. Now, the, you know, the childhood issues can be all sorts of things. It could be very, very uh, big things. They could also be very, very small things. But those small things build up over the number of years. And by the time you get to an adult, the things that were very small when you were a child have now become very big. And how do they become big? They become big because you keep adding similar situations to that very first situation that you experienced as a child. So, for example, I'll give you an example um, because it kind of sounds like I'm just going around in a circle, (laughs) not really clearly explaining myself. So I'm going to try to explain myself a little bit clearer now. Um, If, for example, you're having the sort of difficulty in relationships where you feel rejected. So you feel rejected by your work colleagues. You're finding it difficult to communicate very well with them. They don't include you in work activities outside of work activities. You may find that in your personal relationships, your intimate relationships, that you feel rejected by your partners. And maybe that's a cycle that you keep experiencing over and over again. You may find that um, you feel rejected by your friends, again, because they, they don't include you. Maybe at some point you were very close to you know particular friends and now those friends have dropped you and you don't actually understand why. <clears throat> so there could be, you know, several things that you, you are experiencing now um, that you're not really sure about or you're not really understanding why that situation is as it is. Well, let's let's just say that if you are experiencing something like rejection or rejection is something that you have seen as a pattern in your life, then I would suggest that the rejection started at a very early age. So this feeling of being rejected by others started at a very early age and you possibly felt rejected by one or both of your parents. Um, your parents may not have actually physically rejected you, but whatever action they, they took made made you feel rejected. That, that um, feeling that you had was of rejection. And feeling rejected as you did as a child, you made a decision about your lovability and uh, that decision was a decision that you made unconsciously. And that unconscious decision about your lovability or the fact that you feel that you're always being rejected or, you know, you, you're constantly feeling rejected has had a big impact on how you experience relationships now as an adult. Because that sense of feeling rejected carried with you from your childhood and is still with you as an adult. So in the beginning, it may have been something very, very small that one or both of your parents did that gave you that feeling of rejection. But as you got older throughout your life, that sense of feeling rejected just kept coming back time after time after time. So, you know, other people in your life may have done something that made you feel rejected. For example, you know, when you got to about five years old, your best friend at that time 
um, didn't talk to you at school one day and you felt rejected. And then maybe when you were seven or eight years old, again, another friend said that they were going to, you know, come to your house and you were going to go out together, but that friend didn't turn up. You felt rejected. And then when you got to 11 years old or 12 years old, um, a teacher said that you were going to be um, included in the music group. And for some reason, you didn't get selected for the music group. You felt rejected. And so there are lots of possible situations that have happened in your life that have made you feel rejected. This is just one example that I'm, I'm kind of trying to give you so that you get an idea of what I'm, I'm talking about. So you have within you unconscious wounds, unconscious decisions that you have made about yourself. And if you find that you have a repeating pattern in your life, for example, rejection could be one, as I've just talked about, it could be, you know, lots of other things. Um, what you can do is kind of go through your life, contemplate your life, take the time to kind of work out, you know, what exactly that you're feeling. Now, what I find a lot of the time when I'm working with people closely is that people spend a lot of time thinking. We've been taught so much to think, you know, thinking is really, really important, but actually we're not taught to feel. And so from a very young age, we're told not to feel what we're feeling, like feelings are bad. And so with a lot of people that I'm working with, I see that they are not in touch with what they feel. If I ask them something about what they feel, they can tell me what they think. You know, they can describe to me what they're thinking, what's going on in their heads, but they can't tell me what they feel. And, you know, a lot of the time, it's very, very difficult to connect with those feelings that you felt as a child. And so the idea of the contemplation, the idea of spending time going through all of this, it's, it's so that you can feel what you felt at that time is to feel, you know, that sense of rejection. What does rejection feel like is to actually allow your body to feel that because if you can feel it, you will heal it. When you try to think about it, thinking doesn't really heal it because what it does, it just allows you to rationalize. So the thinking just gives you rationalization about the situation. But when you can come into touch with those feelings that you felt at that time, and you know, if you can go back right to that early point in your childhood, when that first rejection happened, that would be fantastic. And then if you can feel what that rejection felt like. So in that situation, if you go right back to the beginning, you will experience a lot of pain because you'll be experiencing years and years of rejection. That might be quite difficult to cope with at, at first. So it might be better to kind of feel it in, in small sections, you know, sit with yourself 10 minutes, 20 minutes at a time and feel as much as you can um, and just continue feeling until you have felt all the rejection. Now, it's really kind of difficult to explain that in the podcast, how you do that. But, you know, the feeling is a sensation. Um, and that sensation could be pain. It could be discomfort. It could be, um, you know, 
discomfort in your body or many other part of your body. So the idea is that you stay with that feeling, you stay with that sensation without trying to push it away, without trying to change it. You just sit with it and allow whatever is happening in your body to happen. So if it is discomfort that you're feeling, just allow that discomfort to be there. Don't try and push that discomfort away. Just allow yourself to feel it until you know you your body is totally absorbed in that feeling. Because feelings are very, very important. If you can feel everything that you didn't feel back then, that pain and that that um, trauma will will vanish. But it, it has to be experienced. It has to be fully felt. Okay. And what it is, is actually when you experience that, that very first rejection, you didn't feel that, you didn't experience it totally. You didn't allow yourself to fully experience that rejection. You know, as a small child, maybe something came and distracted you from that. Maybe you were crying and, uh, you know, your parents told you to stop crying. Or maybe you were, you know, you were sitting in the corner sulking and you were told to stop sulking. You know, it could be anything like that that stopped you from experiencing what it was that you were meant to experience at that time. And over the over the years, that sense of rejection that you felt has just grown and grown and grown and now it's become huge. So for you to be able to fully experience it will take time, but um, it can be done. And if you can fully experience everything, that's a huge step in your healing. But it takes time. It takes time and it requires effort. So um, it's not something that you can kind of do overnight. I want to leave this podcast here, um, but I will make another podcast. I'll make part two and kind of go a little bit deeper into into this. I hope this wasn't so uh, too confusing because it's quite difficult to explain something like this on a podcast, but I hope it hasn't been too confusing and I hope that it's been interesting and, and helpful for all that's listening. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jacqueline Vanderpoy. You can find out more about me on my website, www.calloftheinnervoice.com. It was a pleasure having you with me today. Thank you and namaste.